to the Dillweed Society Film Podcast. My name is Max, and my favorite movie is Moonstruck. My name is Isabella, and my favorite movie is The Barkley Marathons. Ooh, good one. That's one of Dad's favorites, too. I know. Like, yeah. that, I remember that's what... He likes the documentaries. So do I. Have there been any one, good ones this year? Crip Camp came out last year, Last right? year, yeah. I think that one is Everyone Oscar said that was awesome. Oh, you know what is one, though? There's one in theaters called The Fire of Love or something, and I really want to see it, but it's hard to get to a theater. It's about these two... I think they're married, and then they go, like, volcano hunting, kind of. I don't know the logistics of it, but it looks very much up my alley, so I can't wait to see that. Um, But this week, we are talking about I Want You Back, which is a 2022 rom-com. Starring Jenny Slate and Charlie Day, and Gina Rodriguez, and uh, that guy from The Good Place, right? It is. That's what's his. What's the actor's name? Manny Jacinto. Yeah, he plays like the fool in The Good Place. Yeah, he was hilarious yeah. in that. So there's a bunch of like really famous comedians in this, um, which we'll get to. But first, I'm gonna read you all a summary horrified to learn that the loves of their lives have already moved on peter and emma hatch a hilarious plan to win back their exes with unexpected results max what were your overall thoughts overall i thought that this was a really fun rom-com that didn't like feel too tropey surprisingly yeah yeah it's like one of those rom-coms that just feels like it knows what everyone wants out of a rom-com like it's not too much comedy it's not too much romance like it's the perfect balance. I'm just really happy that films like this are continually being made throughout the years because mm-hmm. I love rom-coms. They have a bad rap, but I think there's something really unique about them as a genre. Yeah, definitely. What was the other rom-com that we that we did this year? Did we I do remember, another rom-com? Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me, oh, let me just... um, good, good luck to you. That wasn't a com- com- uh, comedy, though. Good luck to you, Leo Grand, uh, we did, but... Because I remember talking with you about how there was a rom-com that came out this year that sort of, like, revitalized the rom-com world. I think it was this one, because we've only ever done Oh, Doctor you're Strange. so right. Yeah, okay, so I, both of us saw this a few months back. So I, I this is one of the first ones that I actually recommended on the podcast in our recommendation segment. That's the discussion I remember us having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever since I've seen yeah. it, I was like, I just, I want everyone I know to see it. Max, did you rewatch this for today's pod? I, I scrubbed through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got like halfway. And it's basically just like, it starts out and they both get dumped in like hilarious and kind of sad ways. How do they meet each other? They meet each other in a stairwell because they both uh, work in like the same like duplex or whatever it is, like office. Right, and he works on the on the top floor, mm-hmm. like trying to exploit elderly people. In, I know like... his <laughs> his the meeting he was in. I was like, it's a little too on the nose, but I feel like it, I'll give it a pass. <laughs> and she works. What does she do for her job? Uh, she's a receptionist at a dentist office, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so they meet each other crying in the stairwell. At first, they're like, ah, oh, you know, you just got to move on. But then they're like, what if we try to get back our exes? They each hatch a plan. So Jenny Slate is going to seduce his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Who's a theater teacher at the middle school she works at. And she dumped mm-hmm. him because, like, he was, like, not worldly enough, I guess, is what she was saying. Yeah, like, he he doesn't do things. Right. And then... So the plan to get, uh, to break up Jenny Slate's, what are their names? I, I never under, 
Oh, okay. So it's Emma is Jenny Slate and Peter is Charlie Day. This is the most basic they are, names. Their exes are Scott and Gina. Or sorry, no. Scott Eastwood and Gina Rodriguez who play Noah and <laughs> Noah Anne. Noah and sorry. Anne. They're like the most Noah and Anne. generic names. There, there are six main characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, can one, we like two, draw three, out the four. diagram first? There's like a yeah. Who's the two the main, their oh. exes, and yeah. then their exes' new partners. New partners, because and... each of them have already gotten together with someone new. Yeah, 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 exactly. Each of the exes, whereas the the two main characters are still stuck on their exes. There's right. also a, the subplot of like that kid, who Jenny Slate like befriends, who's in the play. No, he's he's not in the play. Oh yeah. So when Jenny Slate is like... His name is Trevor. Trevor, yeah. So when Emma is working with Logan. Logan, <laughs> Logan who is... The theater director. Uh, Peter's, Peter's ex's new, new partner who works at the same school that she works at. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Emma's seducing Logan and she has to work on the play that they're producing, which is Little Shop of Horrors. And... <laughs> uh, there's a kid who got detention who has to work on the same play, and so she kind of befriends the kid, and they kind of have this friendship. Yeah. In my head, it's a straightforward plot, because there's, like, very basic beats of exposition, and, like, the the build-up is... Like, it's just a very normal movie. Yeah, because really it's these two, these two main plots that they jump between. Yeah. Uh, that sort of intersect, because right. the goal was for Peter to figure out why Noah left and, like, what he is yeah. thinking about. But they had decided that Emma was going to try and seduce Anne's new boyfriend, Logan. Yeah. Which of the which of the two plot lines do you find more intriguing? I really liked... I think that either one of them would have been boring alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked how different they were. And I almost yeah. expected, going into it with, like, the symmetry, I almost expected it to be, like, they both do the same things and the same things go wrong. Right, Which yeah. would have been very boring. Yeah. But in fact, it's quite different. But they have, like, an eye on each other. Like, they always, like, confer. And so each of the other person knows what the other person is doing. And I don't know. It's just, like, really fun to watch. Right, right. And the And the way that the different plots intersect feels very like fluid like it doesn't feel choppy and i think it could easily have felt that way absolutely absolutely and it almost it gives a little reprieve from the the plot lines as they're going on yeah and it also reveals a lot about the two the two main characters and how different they are from each other yeah because they become friends and they learn more about each other like peter's a very lonely person we realize yeah and he doesn't have a a good like self-esteem really Mm mm-hmm like, when they bring up the idea that Peter could try and seduce Ginny, Noah's new girlfriend, um, he was like, nobody has ever wanted to date me. <laughs> and then that, like, releases them onto that, the through line of, like, the, what is it called? An airbag safety person? Like, the type of person who oh. you would put um, an airbag on an airplane accident? Yes. Before yourself? And it right. also, it also connects the, um, she, she, she says, like, you're the type of person who, you're like the slow burn. Like, it takes a minute of time, like, for people to warm up to you. But once you're there, like, you can't, you can't rip them away. Um, and that kind of follows through. I thought that was, like, a really fun thing to include, like, that idea of, like, an airbag safety person. Like, I think about that 
every single time I go on a plane for the since I've seen this movie. Really? I've thought about that. How yeah. many times do you go on planes? The type of person. I've been on a plane twice since since this I saw this movie. Okay. And yeah, before we go into more specifics, I guess I really like the way that a good rom com can uh, explore lots of different emotions, like a very wide gamut of emotions, because mm-hmm. it's this like incredibly heart stopping tragedy. Yeah. Uh, for that's that usually starts a rom com, or that mm-hmm. it happens in the that's late true. half of a rom com. But then there's also yeah. comedy running through it, and also uh, like like romance involved yeah and so you've got all of these like widely different emotions that each of that the actors have to go through um i think that that is like of genres it is one of the more emotionally intense genres which you wouldn't expect but this this movie does a really good job of like leaning into that yeah i think people tend to like pin rom-coms in sort of like this unrealistic i don't know form of media but i feel like rom-coms tend to be somewhat reflective of like everyday life you know like with the span of emotions that a lot of people have to go through every every week day year but yeah like we were talking about there were there have been other rom-coms that have come out in the past 10 years and maybe Mm -hmm. we can talk about this a little bit more towards the end um but i think that this this does a really uniquely good job at letting the characters feel uh, all the different emotions very powerfully within right. the film. Yeah. Um, and using the the scenarios to emphasize that. Like, one of the most comedic things that sort of breaks up the initial sadness in the movie is the audience realizing that Emma still lives with, like, two college students who really hate her. Yeah. Did you notice <laughs> who, who the actors were? No. Well, I only know one of them, actually. But the girl um, was the girl from Shithouse. She's mm. the main... You've never seen it? I never saw that. I never saw Shithouse. It's Cooper Rafe's first film. I you know, love like Cha-Cha Real film, Smooth. Yeah. I didn't love Cha-Cha Real Smooth. You liked it, it a lot good. more than me. I will say that. I did not love That's that true. movie. But Shithouse, I will say, is, is better from what I remember. I think it was really good. But yeah, so she lives with these two college students because she just figured that she would uh, sort out her life and like what she wants to do before moving out. And that just never happened. Um, so... Her character, she's very, like, kind of stuck. Yeah. I think that's true of both of them. Like, both of them talk about how they're not in what they want to do in their life. Like, he wants to, what he said was, like, revolutionize, like, the way that we care for elderly people. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know what she wants to do. I think that she has a better opinion of herself than he has of himself. Yeah. Like, she is a much more confident person than he is. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she's any more or any less stuck in... Right, like, her, her life, life is, is still... Yeah. Objectively, like, I mean, he is, like, further ahead in his career than than she is, but he's also, like, a lot more depressed because his career is basically exploiting people, vulnerable people. It's basically, like, the evil version of what he actually wants to do. Exactly. <laughs> we have not talked about any of the actual plot after the premise yet. We haven't talked about anything that actually happens past, like, 20 minutes into the movie. (laughs) Okay, well, oh my gosh, you know what we should talk about in the plot? What's that? Well, I guess, like, I feel like we just explain, like, the plot is the premise. Like, they go through hijinks to get back their exes. But, um, I want to know your thoughts on uh, the play plotline. 
<laughs> is, is a little shop like your favorite you know, play? It's like my favorite. Yeah, it's basically my favorite play. I think it's it's in my S tier musicals list. The the huge smile that spread across my face when they started singing suddenly Seymour. You you, you just had to be there. I can't believe they put that in the. It's movie. also such like a dumb song, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the whole thing. Um, the song is made to be comedic or like mm-hmm. parodying, but there's right. also an emotional truth to it. And I think that that's also like true that's similar the to this movie. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And the fact that like so she has to like stand in for. Uh, What's the main character in... Audrey. Audrey. So she has to step in to play Audrey because she lied and said that she played Audrey, like, before. And so she does the rehearsal and she sings Suddenly Seymour because mm-hmm. she's surrounded by, like, And she's, she's playing with, like, a... <laughs> he's, like, half her height. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, all, which is also part of the play is that Seymour isn't supposed to be... That's true. Like, way shorter. That's true. Yeah. That's really funny. And, like, dorky. Exactly. Yeah, but the fact that she sings that song and the um, Logan is like, oh my god, you moved me with that performance. I was completely moved. <laughs> and then that leads them to go on a date with uh, Gina Rodriguez's character. Mm-hmm. Anne. Yeah, Anne. Anne. You go on a date with Anne. And is she the one who proposes the threesome? What's his name? Um, I'm pretty sure that... Logan? It was between Logan and Emma who like talk about it yeah i think logan is the one who suggests it and then jenny is like yeah i want to be more daring and so she like convinces herself to to go along with it but she's just like very uncomfortable (laughs) with the whole thing and then while they're doing that not noah he is harry perry no peter 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 is with (laughs) noah and they're at like a really like it's like a club that peter and not peter uh that Noah. Noah and Emma used to go to this bar, and so he was like, oh, let's go here and, like, have some fun and, like, you know, um, to try and get Noah to open up. But it only pushes Noah further away, right? Because he's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, this night made me realize that I'm gonna actually propose to Ginny. Um, And so, yeah, there's, like, that sequence where they go to the house of, like, who they find out is a high schooler. It's like pretty like gross. Like three high schoolers yeah. invite, but then their dad shows up, and their dad is like, "You guys can't keep doing this." <laughs> okay, but <laughs> in in that scene though, Peter is forced. He's like peer pressured to like be adventurous, and I think that was like the point in which he was like, "Okay, I've I've gone past what I've need needed to do," and that kind of progresses his self esteem. I think. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. And it, it also, that point of development for him in in this is part of why he ends up back with uh, his ex in the last third of the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emma and Emma doesn't. Remember Six Names Challenge? It, impossible. Literally. That's the only one I can right remember now. is Ginny because it's a cool name. Peter. But... And she's like not even an important character. I know. Um, Ginny has like the least amount of lines, like before Trevor even. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what did you think of... Trevor's uh, storyline. Trevor. Uh, Trevor's the little kid. Oh, the little kid. Who? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know why they put it in, but I think it, yeah, maybe it gave, it gave Jenny's character more, like, more to do emotionally because Charlie Charlie's character had this moment with facing his fears. I think it like allowed her to find some 
road that she wants to go on. Like, I forget how it ends with uh, what she decides she wants to do, but I think it's something to do with, like, children, like, helping children or something like that. Yeah. Because um, she kind of is his Trevor's counselor. What, what is it? His father is having an affair with, with... someone else. Yeah. Um, well, there's the joke in the middle where he's like, my dad's having an affair with a man. And then Jenny's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, are, are the other kids at school bullying you because your dad's gay? And he's like, no, no he's always been gay. <laughs> he, he has an affair. He, like, cheated on my other, my other dad. dad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. It was a really, yeah, it was a good joke. Yeah, so I thought that was, it was good. It, it gave, like, some other, it gave her, yeah, it did give her something to do, but I think it added to her development. Yeah, yeah. for sure oh oh my gosh and then i okay so the final it all comes together in the wedding scene right because noah is marrying jenny noah's marrying jenny which he decides on after the nightclub experience and so they all get invited to the wedding because remember now noah is friends with noah's friends with peter so he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna invite you to my wedding and then he invites his ex too and so they all meet up at the wedding and then and peter is at that point together back together with Ginny uh, no his, with not Ginny I got it confused because uh, Gina Rodriguez Gina Rodriguez with Anne Peter and Anne get back together because of the two of them only Jenny Slate is is successful in getting Peter's ex oh right yeah back she together succeeds. with him whereas yeah, whereas like Peter fails to do so for Jenny yes and so they all come to the wedding and everything is working out okay for Peter and Jenny Jenny's character Emma is still like basically like nothing good has happened to her. Right. Like she went through all of that and like didn't get anything out of it and now she doesn't talk to uh Peter anymore, her new friend, because right. they can't know. They and can't then know. that's when she kind of realizes that she might be a little jealous of them, right? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of mm-hmm. left down on her luck. And so she I think they he tries to talk to her at the wedding and then Anne knows Emma because of the threesome experience and so Anne sees peter talking to emma and is like do you know this person right because because we forgot one other thing yeah emma brings logan as her number as her plus one to the wedding yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my and so (laughs) all of the main characters are at the wedding they're all there uh the two who are married don't know or the two p- people who are getting married don't know about the the agreement between between the two main characters yeah emma and peter yeah and peter can't let the person that he's dating now his his ex no longer ex uh know that he knows emma yeah so they have to keep everything secret yeah and uh, then i and obviously they they don't no, it all comes, it all, like, Peter finally realizes, like, that he needs to leave her because Anne, like, says, like, some one-off comment about, like, him, like, not being able to pursue his dreams or something like that. And he's like, whoa, this is what you think of me? Like, and then he realizes, like, Emma believed in him. Like, Jenny Slate believed in him all along. Right. Yeah, because Emma's studying to become a school counselor, right? Yes, mm. that's what she realizes. She has, like, that, her that her life ahead of her. Then Peter breaks up with Anne... Emma apologizes to Noah, 
Oh my gosh. You know, you remember how it ends? Yes, I do remember how it ends. I, do, I remember exactly how it ends. So if you don't want to hear exactly how it ends, so you can uh, skip like five minutes. But basically... They all get kicked out of the wedding first. Well, That's they the all get kicked out of the wedding. But also, Peter and Emma are on the same flight home because they, it was a destination wedding. So they're on the same flight home. And then there's turbulence. And Peter freaking puts the mask on Emma before himself, which is the air mask safety person and then they i think they smile at each other and then it ends i think that's how it ends i think that's such a perfect ending like yeah it doesn't it doesn't say that they get together but it does show that like he he definitely cares about her yeah and he feels like it shows their love for one another yeah definitely i it was kind of a when harry met sally moment why in the, in the movie because well Have you ever seen in that, that movie? movie yeah okay in in that movie, I think everyone agrees they shouldn't have gotten together at the end of the movie, right? Like, like everyone who's seen that movie is is like, why did they have to get together at the end of it? Because the whole point is them like talking about not getting together, and that sort of happens with this movie where you you start the movie and you're like, oh well, they both broke up with someone. They're Are they going to get together. together? Right. And the whole movie is like, neither of them are interested in each other. Yeah. Like it's just it's just taken as a fact, and then at the end they switch it around. But I think that this does leave it ambiguous enough that that they could just be friends, like, who care about each other Right, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's the plot of the movie. Um, and we talked a little bit about the characters. Oh, what did you think of the cast? Like, Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. I really liked the ensemble component of the cast. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any one of their performances was, like, incredible i think that they all did a pretty good job of doing what they had to do which was being comedic while also like being showing other emotions i thought that they all they portrayed the emotions of their characters quite well but i don't think that any of their dialogue delivery was like it it like jumped from being acting to being real for me yeah yeah i think i enjoyed both of their performances i like that they're both first and foremost comedians like jenny slate is one of my favorite comedians i've watched like i have her book on my bookshelf back there (laughs) um i didn't really watch always sunny uh so i wasn't as familiar with charlie day i like him a lot more now than i did yeah he i I don't think that he wrote this oh i doubt that he He was one of the writers on it's always sunny um and i think that his writing is really hilarious yeah yeah uh but i this doesn't sound like him at no, not as from my yeah. experience of his writing. Not yeah. really. Yeah, I th- he has a funny voice, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> He's got a little squeaky, raspy voice. Squeaky. So does she. They both have funny voices, but I loved their dynamic together. I I really believed in their friendship. Is he a short king? How tall is he? Let's go on celebrityheight.com. And Charlie see. Hi- Charlie say height. Five five nights. and three quarters of an He's inch. He's five five. Yeah, he's a short king. Oh my god. Wow. He's, yeah. I love that. He's got a good good energy for a five-five <gasps> He's guy. married to Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Who's that? She was in that movie that I literally just saw. Hold on, what is that? <gasps> oh, she's, she's one of the other main characters on It's Always Sunny. Yeah, she is. But she was also in... Oh, she's in New Girl. And I've been rewatching New Girl. So that's, uh... that's where I know her from. Yeah, anyway... How tall is Jenny Slate? My guess is she's 5'1". You guess right now. Why Should I guess? Yeah. Um, my guess is that she is 5'4". 
<laughs> she is 5'4". Wow. Wow, what do wow, I win? Wow, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> pride. Do you have anything else to say about this wonderful, wonderful movie? I was thinking about comparing this to other, other rom-coms that have come out in the past few years. Did you think uh, of any? The examples... Yeah, because I've seen a, a lot of rom-coms in the past few years. Have you? Yeah, I love rom-coms. Uh, I've seen all all three of the Kissing Booth movies. Okay, well, that doesn't really count. What do you mean That's that doesn't like count? That's like a Netflix You can't movie. say that doesn't. All of, the, all of the rom-coms that have come out lately have been Netflix rom-coms. You know my favorite rom-com that's come out in the past few years? What's that? Palm Springs. Yo, Palm Springs is the last good rom-com. The last good, good rom-com, one. for real. The Big Sick, Crazy Rich Asians, Palm Springs. Those are kind of older. The last three. Exactly. But like last year, for example, uh, oh, we had to All the Boys I've Loved Before, which is another Netflix rom-com. I feel like Netflix rom-coms have dominated. It is, it is the first Netflix rom-com. Yeah, for sure. That uh, adaptation of Serena de Bergerac, the half of it. Oh, I hate that movie. Sorry. <laughs> I was at, it, it was at fine. that point that was the movie where I was like Netflix has too much money they need to <laughs> do something else because this is not it I hated it sorry that's okay I just feel like I say I hate a lot of movies I just have no. um, immediate reactions to things and sometimes yeah. I don't have a filter so you know what else I saw that it was a rom-com like it's not a com I guess it's just a romance that came out this year. It's a rom. Uh, it's a rom. Yeah. It's called Purple Hearts. It's getting horrible reviews because it's like it's like a military movie. Okay. It's about this girl who like has to fake a marriage with the military with a, this guy in the military, so she can get insulin. And but it's starring the girl that was in Descendants because I freaking love her, Sophia Carson. Mm. and i love her but god this movie sucks but it's <laughs> it's a romance like it's a 2022 r- romance and it's on netflix if you want to see it why not dude have you yeah. ever seen what if what if the tv show no the movie with daniel radcliffe i know you love daniel radcliffe yeah have you seen it i watched it the other day no it's actually really cute i liked it a lot he kills it he's he's such a fun actor to watch and it, it's got adam driver in it too like it has randomly. adam driver yeah, in it adam driver it's the clip of him where he's like nachos so it's that clip you know that clip does he say good soup in that movie mm, i don't think that's the movie no good good soup no because he's not really a main character but um okay i would recommend it's on amazon but it's it came out in 2013 so this is kind of like way back i'm excited zoe kazan she was in the big sick yeah she's the girl in the big sick and that was great oh, too that's... that was pretty good i should rewatch that you should rewatch that. I'm, I'm really probably gonna rewatch yeah, I'm that. Gonna that Did you know Scott Eastwood is Clint Eastwood's grandson? He looks just like him. <sighs> of course, he's Clint Eastwood's grandson. Oh my god! You look at a picture of him, and it's like, damn, you're like, you're like your grandfather, but you have 2020 haircut. <laughs> yeah. Like it's if you took Clint Eastwood and pushed him like 50 years into the future. It's like the same guy. He also, he he's giving me the ick because it's Army Hammer vibes. Yeah, I noticed that. He is big time Army <laughs> Hammer vibes, but like I still watch Social Network. I still watch Social Network, and there's two of them. Did <laughs> he get paid double? Do you think? Is that the, your top Army Hammer movie? No, he can't have gotten paid double. Come I on. wonder. No, because he had he, got, to, he, he had played to play two himself. Roles. He played two roles. He had to play two roles. Do you think he did? You think he got paid more than Jesse Eisenberg? No. <laughs> For that, but movie? maybe more than uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Well, who has more dialogue? Who has more dialogue? Did you like Call, Call Me by Your Name? Yeah. 
I always forget that it's about a gay relationship. I always, because it's like the most straight movie <laughs> that I've ever seen about a gay relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? Like Timothy Chalamet? Straight as okay, the neither Okay, neither of the actors. The actors are like the straightest of straights. But the like, the like yearning, the not knowing. I guess. I like the one thing about that movie that I like. Well, I like a, a few things in that movie, to be frank. I, I don't mind that movie. Um, but I like the scene with the dad at the end. I like his speech that he gives. I, I have a, I have a letterbox dad. list of like, um, it's I think it's called The Art of the Dad Speech. And it's a bunch of movies <laughs> with... <laughs> I think I made it on Father's Day. It's got... Michael Stolberg. He's like the Jewish dad and everything. He's the best. I love that actor. He was he's the star of a serious man. It's him and uh what's his name? <laughs> Is it the dad? The I really dad gotta think about Shiva what I Baby? say before I start saying it. Uh yeah. The dad and Shiva babies in everything. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um Let me find let me find his name. Let me put some respect on his name. Danny Defari. No wait, that can't be him. No, that's oh, that's her sugar daddy. Because <laughs> I looked up Shiva Baby Dad. <laughs> no. Fred Melamed. That's his name. Fred Melamed. Fred. Have you ever seen Boy? No. It's one of Taika Waititi's first films, and it's really, really, really good. Really good. Okay, here's my list. Boy is on there. Rushmore. Have you ever seen Rushmore? Yeah, I saw Rushmore. Low-key, one of my top uh, Wes Anderson films. And that's like okay, his really second, though? second film. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked it. Maybe it's because it has that that's one a weird song take. that I really like. It's the ending song. Why? Have you seen it recently? It's good. Uh, it's It's been like four or five years since I've seen it. I watched it last um, year, and I really liked it. Maybe I would change my mind if I saw it now. But from what I remember, I oh, really liked it. Oh, you know, I'm getting it confused with that movie about the high school, like, peak, or election. Election movie. Is it called Election? With Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, it is. I, I hate, hate that, that movie. movie. <laughs> It's the <laughs> Our mom tried to make us watch that movie and then she was like, oh wait, I forgot everything that happened in this movie and it's kind of bad. It's kind of the worst, actually. It's kind of the worst. You know, wait, here's another one that's on my list. Juliet Naked. Juliet Naked. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. It was, it came Does out. Does that pair well with like Shakespeare in Love? No, it's uh Oh, it's got, yeah, I've seen this a long time Ethan ago. Hawk. It's got Chris O'Dowd in it. Okay, Ethan tell me I'm not going crazy, but Ethan Hawke looks exactly like Kevin Bacon. He does. With a, yeah. He looks like Kevin Bacon with a beard. But sometimes I see Kevin Bacon now, and I'm like, is that Ethan Hawke? Anyway, mm-hmm. Hunt for the Wilder People's on that list. Despicable Me, uh, Eighth Grade. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great movies. I'll put this, I'll, I'll yeah. link this in our description for this podcast if you want to check out my list. Anyway, do you have any more thoughts on I Want You Back? No, uh, I think that that's all my thoughts on it. Uh, I would say, go see it. It is like really a feel good movie. Like you're not yeah. gonna, you're not gonna be sad watching. This. It's a fun movie. It's on Amazon Prime, uh, so please watch it. But we gotta give our ratings. So what would you rate this? Yeah, one? what would you? Oh, you got me before I got you. <laughs> um, I think it's the lag. <laughs> I have I have an. Advantage. I would rate, I would rate this a four stars. Me too. We agree on this one. Okay. Usually I'm like up. Usually I overrate things. Normally I think, you rate things higher than I do. Yeah. yeah. But when I first saw this, I rated them four and a half. But 
watching it again today, I was like, it's a solid four. It's really good. It's really, yeah. really good. Out of five, if you're wondering. Yeah. Watch this movie. Totally. Um, all right, now we're going to get into our recommendation section. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to pop in and remind you all that our website is being updated with a link to become associate to be able to nominate and vote on this year's films for our ceremony in February, as well as there's information about new movies coming out and our podcast episodes and a lot of other stuff. So you can find that at doweedsociety.com and at Dillweed Society on Twitter and Instagram. Please get in contact with us if you want to be featured on the pod through our email, dillweedsociety at gmail.com. And feel free to share the pod or our website with your film friends. We'd love to hear from you or even have you on the pod. All right, now back to today's podcast. Max, do you have a recommendation this week or should I go first? I do. Um, this week, I'm going to recommend a, another video essay. So uh, the last video essay I recommended was Line Goes Up by Folding Ideas. This yeah. week, I'm going to be recommending The Hunger, which came out two weeks ago by ContraPoint. Sorry, two, two weeks? Ago. Pardon me. Okay, I was like, that was a long time ago. No, yeah, it came out in, um, I think, early July uh, or late May of this year, or late June. came out in either... I think late June or early July of this year. Uh, the Hunger is a mixed media video essay about a dialogue between two different characters. In her normal style, ContraPoints explores interesting disagreements within modern American politics through Socratic dialogue brought into the modern day via the, the format. It's also quite humorous alongside that. There's a lot of breaks for sort of jokes or asides to the audience from different characters. And I think that it, it does a good job of iterating on her style. Yeah. The second half of it uh, sort of breaks with her previous form and becomes more play-like. And uh, I'm excited to see where she goes with this in the future. Do you think we would categorize those as documentaries? We could make a special special impermanent category for video essays because there's been some pretty great ones this year alone. Yeah, honestly, I would. It's hard because they have their own genres within the category. So. Like I think that she makes both documentaries and plays. Yeah. Basically, like yeah. Envy, I th- I would categorize as a documentary. Ah, uh, yeah. But this one is not primarily educational. Primarily. Uh, it's it's more of a like exploration of an idea through dialogue. It's only an hour long. It's on YouTube at ContraPoints. I totally recommend it. Bella Bella and I watched it the night it came out. Yeah, well, it ends on a cliffhanger, so there's that too. It does. Yeah, I'm very sad about that. I this week I'm gonna recommend. Uh, it's it's a semi horror movie. Now, don't get me wrong. I usually hate horror movies. But it's a 2022, this is a debut film by Mimi Cave, I think. It follows Daisy Edgar Jones and her dating life, kind of, when she meets a guy played by Sebastian Stan, who turns out to be a cannibal. And it's really interesting. It has a, honestly has a lighter tone than I would expect for a movie like that. I watched it by myself and like, I had a good time while watching it. And I think it's written pretty well. And there's some good twists in there. I wouldn't say a fun watch, but it's interesting and I was entertained. So it's called Fresh and it's on Hulu. Yeah, I've I've got to see that. I don't know. I might nominate it for a few things, so uh, you might have mm. to see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but if you want to be featured on the pod uh, and you have a movie that came out this year, 
uh, please contact us. We have a new website URL. That's one big thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can now visit us at dillweedsociety.com. Yeah. Uh, just go straight there, and that will get, get you to our website. Yeah. You can see all sorts of stuff. No, like, complicated, um, long URL anymore. I'm sorry about that. It took us a long time to get there. But now you can just type dillweedsociety.com. And I've been updating the website. I think it looks pretty darn good. We have a new podcast page. Um, you can find all of it. Our resources on there. It looks really cool. But yeah, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next Monday. Bye.